It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and uh, we're keeping our eye on uh, what is happening at the Little League World Series. The team from Utah is uh, in the second inning of their game. Just finished the top of the second inning. They're down by six to one. They gave up five runs in the first inning, so off to a little bit of a rocky start. But they are a very resilient squad. And uh, they know a lot about uh, fighting their way back, of course, playing for their teammate uh, who is uh, still uh, in the hospital uh, but making extraordinary progress. I actually just saw a a little clip of him actually standing, uh, which to the doctors is absolutely beyond miraculous. And uh, so we'll continue to keep our eye on how they're doing. They'll be up to bat here in just a minute. Uh, So hopefully they'll get a little bit of a rally going. So send some good thoughts uh, that way to our team from Santa Clara, who's representing Utah. Utah for the first time in the Little League World Series. Well, we tend to talk a lot about what uh, government bureaucracy tends to do, uh, and it tends to lean very heavily towards more and more regulation. But this week, we had one of those moments where the FDA is actually, wait for it, throwing out a rule. They're actually paring down a little bit of regulation. That's a that's a great thing. It's a surprising thing. I wish it wasn't so surprising. Uh, this has to do with hearing aids uh, being able to be sold over the counter. So we want to get into both specifically what does this mean and how will this impact the industry in terms of innovation, in terms of cost and affordability and consumer experience. Then we want to broaden that out into some other areas where we can maybe promote some more competition, a little less regulation uh, and get some innovation for customers around the world. And, of course, to help us do that, we have uh, James Chernofsky, uh, Senior Policy Analyst in Technology and Innovation at Americans for Prosperity. James, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having me, Boyd. So so break, break this one down for us just a little bit. Uh, the hearing aid industry uh, now, because a rule being taken out, uh, will be able to be sold over the counter. What's the history behind this one, and uh, where does this put us today? Well, I mean, to put it simply, before this had dropped from the FDA, if you wanted to get a hearing aid, you would have to go to a doctor and get a prescription and then go to, uh, you know, a form, uh, go and get that ordered for yourself. It, it was just a lot more slow, arduous, and expensive for consumers, which meant that it was actually not as, uh, not as incentivizing for the consumer to actually want to go through that process because going to the doctor isn't exactly cheap, as many people know. Uh, to go and put that through insurance isn't cheap. And then to go and pay out of pocket for whatever the cost of the hearing aid is is not cheap, usually. Um, But by going and taking on this kind of a rule, what it's doing is it's cutting out that arduous process up front. And you're able to just go and get hearing aids over the counter ultimately with this kind of decision, which is, I think, something that's going to be better for consumers. It lets, uh, you know, hearing aid companies think about how they can tailor their products into a more wholesale market kind of uh, business model as opposed to having to work within the functions of an insurance industry and approvals and and those kinds of processes that we typically associate with the medical industry, more broadly speaking. Yeah, so as we look at some of those uh, regulations, uh, obviously when we are promoting competition, uh, 
Uh, and it doesn't matter whether it's hearing aids or solar panels or whatever it may be. Uh, it, it's interesting how that regulatory regime continues to build and grow, and often it kills the real innovative companies uh, who maybe just be starting out but can't afford a, an army of lawyers and lobbyists to go back to D.C. You're absolutely right. I think one of the key problems that many businesses face is that it's not cheap to get yourself set up and then deal with the possible problems that come with invoking the rapid and fury of the FDA, uh, especially when they start issuing you uh, – uh, orders to stop doing what you're doing. I think that that's very disruptive towards businesses. Uh, so this is a welcome site towards actually allowing businesses to service consumers in a way that's positive and can promote competition because prior to this rule change, like I said, it just was not something that was feasible, which did kind of put up a pretty high barrier to entry. So now I think that this allows for companies to innovate on the margins in ways that they otherwise could not do so before and still go and service consumers that are facing a legitimate issue in terms of being hard of hearing. So I think that there's a lot of really good positives to take out of this. But, you know, this is just one industry, and it's one area where the FDA has actually done something nice in the past couple of years. So I'm happy to see them do it, and I'd like to encourage them to keep on doing it and see where there's opportunities for us to go and actually expand this type of thinking into other areas. Because in this instance, it wasn't like there was anything uh, technology-wise that was holding us back. It was literally just a simple rule. Mm. And that's that's a shame. Yeah, and it is. It's often those rules. And as you mentioned, this really was built off of uh, some great bipartisan legislation introduced by Senator Chuck Grassley and uh, Elizabeth Warren in in 2017. Yeah. Uh, and so that's again, that's not a likely pairing of uh, of Grassley and Warren uh, from the from the right and the left. And but it's nice to see that, and then to see that the uh, that the FDA was willing to embrace that and and take it one step further as it relates to hearing aids today. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, I think that it opens up the door to go and see where we can do this in other areas. I mean, because prior to this type of rule from the FDA to change, the last time that we had something major with the FDA actually expediting the process or improving how things happened was where we saw Operation Warp Spree uh, bring forward not one, not two, but three effective uh, vaccines that certainly saved a lot of lives in the United States early on in the pandemic. And that's the kind of behavior that we want to see our our regulators engaging in. Often this administration, and I know that we've talked about this before, has, has used the phrase responsible innovation. But I am one who believes that it's actually responsible regulation that can go and unleash responsible innovation. Mm. Because if there are clear rules and clear expectations that are being set with guidance as opposed to enforcement from agencies, we can actually go and align incentives of the private sector to go and do the kinds of things we'd like to see in terms of policy outcomes. In this case, it was with hearing aids. But I'm really excited about the prospects of seeing someone like Senator Grassley and Senator Warren try to team up again to, to apply this topic to something else that Americans would love to see it apply to, whether that's in healthcare or somewhere else. Yeah, and again, the healthcare, healthcare space is such an interesting one where, uh, again, over the course of the pandemic, we saw great innovation of necessity, everything from a lot of the telemedicine uh, that before was so regulated beyond uh, state lines and, and borders. Uh, and so I think there are some things. Are, th- are there any th- other things out there on your radar in terms of, hey, here's another little space where maybe there's some opportunity uh, for this kind of deregulation to spark the right kind of innovation? Yeah, I think Utah is actually a really good testing ground for this. And I think you really have to give a lot of credit to like Utah's legal services sandbox is a great example of taking an industry that's been otherwise quite lethargic and rigid with its regulatory structure that's not governed by regulations that are 
uh, done by agencies or laws per se that's governed by the courts and the bar and how they set up their rules and stuff. But with the, with the sandbox program that they've done in Utah, it's really allowed for a lot more flexibility in terms of the kinds of models that can be practiced in the state of Utah in terms of the kinds of services that are provided. We've seen veterans get to go and access those services, uh, which I think is kind of helpful when we're talking about their VA benefits. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's just another example that Utah is doing to lead the way in this instance. And I think that we can go and, and use the same kind of logic to apply for uh, trying to unleash innovation with like our commercial drone industry, with our autonomous vehicles that we want to see on the road, I think, eventually, in terms of just upgrading our infrastructure for um, you know, how we're supporting these kinds of technologies. I think that there's a lot of opportunities here if we go and expand it beyond just this one particular case with hearing aids. Uh, fantastic. James Chernofsky, Senior Policy Analyst in Technology and Innovation at Americans for Prosperity. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Boyd. That wraps up uh, hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Much more in hour number two coming up after Top of the Hour News. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.